0: This is the High School Football America podcast for August the 8th, 2019. I'm Jeff Fisher. All right, we're heading deep into the heart, the south part of Texas with uh, America's most moved high school football coach, who's been a good friend of um, ours, mine personally, for, for years. He began writing the turnaround when he was the head coach at Lubbock High School in West Texas. He is now in South Texas, about as far south as you can go in America at this point, I would say. He's at Port Isabel, the high school coach there. Jason Strunk, otherwise affectionately known as Strunky, is on the line. He took a year off as he settled in there with the Tarpons, and now the, uh, the blog is back, folks. A new name. It's not the turnaround. It's now called Anchor Down. And Strunky's here to uh, fill us in on all the what fors and what's going on as camp opens up in the state of Texas. Welcome to the show, Strunky.
1: Hey, it's good to be on here again. I missed it.
0: Yeah, well we missed you. Uh, everybody, uh, we we could probably spend 2 hours catching up, but let's uh let's kind of start with the the long and the short of it so people understand. I mean, you're pretty close to the the United States Mexico border there. So let's give a little uh, geography lesson to the listeners. Where exactly are you at Port Isabel?
1: So, I'm down here uh in Port Isabel. It's uh basically as as far south as you can go in Texas. Um And we're we're right next to South Padre Island. Our our town links right to the island. The bridge is literally right there to take it to the island. So, we're down here living the island life. I can I guess you could say (laughs) Um, it's it's reminds me of living in Florida. You know, everyone knows I've I've been head coach in Florida. The uh, temperature and the climate down here is just like Florida. Uh, We got beaches. We got the ocean. Uh, We have good football. So this is the uh, <laughs> this is the best <laughs> landing spot I
0: possibly could have imagined in Texas. That's great, Jason Strunk on the line, the head coach at Port Isabel, the Tarpons. Uh, the blog anchored down is is coming back. It's already back. He wrote his first one. Camp opened up on Monday. We're taping this on Wednesday. It airs on Thursday. That's when you're listening to it now. And uh, as I mentioned, when I said most moved, I wasn't saying that he just can't find a job. It's just that uh, he has gone <laughs> from our uh, hometown in Pennsylvania, the Lehigh Valley. He's been a head coach in Florida, head coach in Texas. He, uh, he's coached in all of those states. He's also coached at the collegiate level at Purdue. So he's got a good perspective on uh, high school football in general, and he's got a lot of thoughts, and that's what you find in his blog. So let's, uh, let's uh, talk about the new blog, Anchor Down. We know why we called it the turnaround in Lubbock. You were turning around a program, which you did. Uh, now Anchor Down, where does that come from?
1: Uh, anchor Down is, you know, it's not something I came up with on my own. I mean, there's there's plenty of things in the media about Anchor Down um, with the Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt program, you know, and their motto, and I did some research on it, and obviously we're an island town surrounded by the ocean. So anything with an anchor is good. And when I hear Anchor Down, I think, hey, it, it, it it's similar to Buckle Down, uh, meaning, hey, get your stuff together, let's go, it's time to get to work. So Anchor Down um, is along those lines of, hey, we're here, we're going to work, we're anchoring down, here we are, let's get this thing rolling, let's get it together. We had a tremendous off-season. Uh, we worked hard, we're bigger, we're faster, we're stronger. And the kids really anchored down. I mean, the whole off-season, we, we anchored down and got to work. And that's what that means. And um, I tell the kids, you know, when you go fishing, you're going to be out in the middle of the ocean, you're dropping that anchor and you're saying, hey, look, fish, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming to get you. Let's go. And, that, and that's what it is here. When we get to a football field, the stadium, we're throwing the anchor down, and we're saying, here we are, and we're going to battle you and fight you and, and scrap and claw till the end. So get ready. Our anchor dropped. Here we are. So that's where that comes from, and the kids have bought into it. We have shirts with anchors on them, have uh, a helmet decal with it. Um, they bought into the mindset. So it's really, really good for our kids that they bought into it. The coaches love it, um, and it's something we've gotten – you know, we've gotten behind as a staff, so that that's the motto this year: anchor down. And the second part of it's drop the hammer. Anchor down, drop the hammer. So that means obviously we're here, and now we're gonna you know, get after you. <laughs> so that's I'm, the, uh, that's the mentality this year. That's
0: the motto. Time to get her done. Jason Strunk on the line. That's We're right. talking uh, South Texas football uh, before we dive into, to camp being opened up and some of the kids by name and that, um, you know, for those of you who've never heard him here or read him, uh, you know, Jason's uh, goal in life was to become a Texas high school football coach. And it's hard to do when you're not born in Texas. He's a, he's accomplished that goal. And, and, and what I want you to do now is just kind of compare and contrast uh, very Western, Part of the state to the southern part of the state. Is there a difference in the football?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I believe there is. Um, there, there's definitely a, a difference in, <laughs> in geography. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. well that's a good um, one. <laughs> yes, yeah, so so we'll start there. That's the easiest. Um, you know, it's uh, it, Texas high school football is Texas high school football across the board. So when you're looking at you know how big a deal it is, it, it, it's just a, a huge deal down here as it is in West Texas for starters. Um, and, the, and the neat thing about down here is there, there's no Division I programs. So at Port Isabel, our high school, we are like you know, the Texas Tech of Lubbock. Mm-hmm. You know how they view Texas Tech? We yeah. are that here. Our fans line up at 5 o'clock on, on Friday night home games at 7.30 to wait in line for tickets. Wow. So when it, when it's big, it's big in Texas. And it's really it's huge here. Um, so it's a little bit bigger down here, I believe um than anywhere else because again the college um aspect we don't have division one football programs down here so everyone rallies behind their schools and we're no exception um you know west texas you know we faced probably a lot more size in west texas um down here uh, we're a little bit smaller we still have speed our team this year we have 15 kids that run a 4-7 or or below Hmm. So we have a lot more speed than what I was accustomed to in, in Lubbock, um, which is good. So overall, I think, um, you know, it, it's pretty similar. You know, size is a little bit different. Um, you know, we're, I'm going from a, I was 5A in Lubbock down to 4A D2, which is a great classification for down here. Um, so it fits. Everything about it fits. Um, there's really no, no huge difference. Uh, good talent is good talent um, the 4A level. You know, a team in our region last year won the state title, Cuero. Um, We would have ran into them in the third round. We're one point away from from playing them, and they, they won it all. So we're in a good region with good football. Um, and it's uh, it's what I was looking for so it, it's pretty similar um, but I really like Port Isabel and how the community is buying this program and, and it's a huge deal for us.
0: Since you weren't uh, blogging last year or talking to us, not that you weren't talking to us, well sometimes you were ignoring <laughs> me I thought, but but you got the job there at Port Isabel, um, I think it was like the first or second week of June I guess was the point and that's pretty close to the start of the season what were some of the things you had to do in a, in a, in a quick turnaround, to bring back an old phrase there, uh, to, to yeah. get your staff together and all that, what was that like for you
1: it it was it was crazy it was very unique Uh, i took over late one time before when i went to plant city uh in florida i didn't start there until june um and that was late but i at least got down there for some spring ball we're here um you know i left LeBakai in january i was going to be the offensive coordinator at new broncos canyon high school i spent spring there and then on, on june 1st this just fell out of the sky into my lap and it was something my family and, and myself, I couldn't turn down. It was, it was too good for us and my son, uh, who was going to be a junior at that time. So we had to take it. And we, we took that in the first week in June. But I didn't get down here until, I believe, the second week of July last year. Mm. And that was really tough, really tough. I remember the first day of practice last year, half the team didn't know my name, didn't know who I was. <laughs> um, you know I mean it was, it was very, very unique. And it was tough. Um, when it, when it, but we made the most of it. Um, I didn't have much time for anything else than get in here and start learning names and, and coach up our system. We had guys that uh, never coached before, first-year coaches, uh, a couple guys that came with me. I mean, we we were on the run, and I would have loved to blog last year. I just didn't have time. You know, it was, it was tough, and that that tells you, you know, what it was like. I didn't have time to, to blog, and you know I like to write, and I like mm-hmm. to do that, and I just didn't have time for it. and. We had to get settled in, and now we had a whole year here. We know the kids. We know the system. We've had three great practices so far. Um, so now we're rolling. Now we're set up, and now I can get back to where You know, I take my 15, 20 minutes the night before bed where I, where I jot some thoughts down. I didn't have a chance for that last year, which was uh, crazy. So that, that tells you what it was like last year, but we made the most of it.
0: Yeah, and people missed you. Jason Strunk on the line, Port Isabel. <coughs> football, the Tarpons. I love that uh, nickname, by the way. Um, let me uh, just one more turn back there to, to last year. So even though you had the late start, you were scrambling against it, you made it to the postseason, and then a heartbreaking first-round uh, loss uh, by one point. Uh, who knows what could right. have been, right? So tell me a little bit about how you used kind of the disappointment at last year, uh, at the end of last year, to kind of the guys coming back, springboard them in 2019. What, was kind of, what were the things you talked about, or did you just turn the page and say, hey, that was last year, here we go, 19?
1: Yeah, we definitely use that as motivation. Uh, these kids knew when I got in here last year. They knew it was late. Uh, they had to learn. I was the third head coach in three years. So this was the third system they were part of in three years, and that's tough. Mm-hmm. And by the middle of the year, our offense started to get it going. And by the time we got to the playoffs, we were just starting to peak. Uh, we had Our quarterback ran for 1,300 yards. Our running back ran for 1,300 yards. So we, we were clicking, and we got into that first-round playoff game. It was a seesaw battle, uh, you know. We we dropped it fifty seven fifty six. We missed the field goal of five seconds left, and twenty five yards. We pushed it left. Uh, you know that that was heartbreaking because we we felt we had a good chance of getting the third round and, and play Cuero. Um, so on that end, it was heartbreaking. We wanted to keep the season going and build on the momentum we had, get extra practices, and, and build for this year. But it didn't work out that way. And you know me, I'm a big guy. I talk about life. You know, sometimes life doesn't go your way. You're either gonna Accept it and move on, or are you are going to let it define you? We decided to accept it, move on, and, and motivate us. And, and that's what these guys did. They had a tremendous offseason. We were on the track, starting track workouts with our kids um, the Monday after you know we lost that game. Mm-hmm. So we, we got to it right away. So we were already in offseason in November, and we went straight through. And we talked about West so and that loss, the motivation behind it and what we need to do. Uh, so we, we use that as a positive thing, and our kids came in hungry this year. I mean, we're on the field at, at so, you know, We get here at 6 a.m., we're on the field at 6, 25 a.m. for practice. You know, we're, we're starting early, we're getting after the kids are here, they're working hard. So it's been nothing but positive for us. You know, turning negative into a positive, that's what life's all about.
0: What kind of uh, numbers do you have there in the program?
1: Uh, we're good. We're up over 100 uh, from uh, varsity to freshman which is good for 4A D2. We'll carry about uh, 45 to 50 guys on our varsity roster this year. And then we'll have 35 to 40 on each of the freshman and JV teams. So the numbers are good. The attitude's good. The excitement is in the community again. These kids are excited. So we're a healthy program right now.
0: And I'm assuming you carried your usual kind of spread, go at them type offense. And, uh, and of course, your nutrition program that everybody, that's one of the most read blogs on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, by the way, the way you uh, took what you learned there at Purdue and brought it to Lubbock. Right. I'm assuming you brought that there, too, along with your offense.
1: Yeah, and it's nice. You know, when I was in Lubbock, we were kind of uh, pigeonholed into what we could run. Uh, you know, as you know, it, it, was, it was tough. Um, you know, they haven't had a winning season in like 50 some years or whatever it is. It, it was tough. So we were always, you know, putting together what we can. My ideal offense is what we ran when I was in Plant City, which is a version of the spread and power, very similar to Auburn. And that's what we have in here. We use F. We use a fullback, an H-back, and we use spread with that. So we finally got that in and rolling. Um, we have the personnel to fit it. So we're doing that right now. So we have our offense in, what I'm accustomed to, and the kids have bought into it, and we're fitting the personnel with it. Um, so that's been, that's been good. You know, The offense is setting in place, and these kids know it now. So it's a little bit more throwing than what port is used to, but we're throwing high-percentage stuff, quick things. And with the speed we have, we're going to spread the field and get our playmakers in open spaces.
0: And uh, that nutrition program still clicking along because I yeah. know that's a big part of what you believe in.
1: It is, and we're we're getting that uh, cranked up. You know, we've been doing chocolate milk um, since last November, so every day our kids get two chocolate milks uh, following post workout nutrition, or I'm sorry, following workout for post workout nutrition. They get two chocolate milks, which is 16 grams of protein, which which is what they they need immediately following a workout. And then we have parents making peanut butter and jellies and so forth. So we haven't gotten that rolling like I would just yet, but that's coming. But at least we have the chocolate milk going, and and we're talking to them about seven hours of sleep per night, protein before bed. So we're doing a lot of education on it, and, and we're doing some of it. We should be fully operational. Uh, heading into this season and then for sure in the off
0: season. and time on uh, the podcast today jason strunk is going to be blogging anchored down uh, so let's uh, dive into 2019 several days into camp uh, tell us uh, by name some of the the kids you expect not only to perform well on the field but perform leadership off of the field
1: yeah, you know, last year getting in here so late, we really couldn't go with captains. You know, I didn't know anyone, so we kind of did it on a week to week basis. And, and now that I've been here for a year, we got to see leaders develop in the weight room and on the track and, and so forth and all the things we did. So we, we were able to pick some captains. Uh, so those guys, you know, coming back captain wise, are right tackle, uh, Luis Suarez. He's, he's a tremendous leader. Um, started last year in offensive line force, and he's going to anchor that O line this year. Jake Pinkerton uh, is one of our captains. He's going to be at safety and receiver. Again, uh, great kid, great work ethic. He's been a leader from day one since I've been here. The kids nominated him for captain. Uh, My son, uh, which which speaks a lot about about my son. You know, we got in here late. This is a tight-knit community, and these kids recognized him as a leader, and they voted him in. You know, as captain, uh, so that means a lot to him. It means a lot to me. It means you know he was picked for the right reasons. They voted, so he's one of our captains. He's going to play wide receiver for us and some quarterback. He's going to be all over. And then the guy that's going to anchor our defensive line, Edgar Arduña, another another guy that's voted captain. So we have four of them. Uh, he hasn't missed a workout a workout since I've been here. Uh, he's about 5'10", 225. He's going to be a defensive end, and we're looking for big things from him this year. So th- those four guys are going to lead us um, on the field, off the field. But, of course, there's other guys here um, they are going to have to pick up some leadership roles too because it's just not defined to those right. four guys. We need the team to lead the team, and that's what we talk about. So you can be a leader as a sophomore, as a freshman, Whatever it may be, you know you don't need to be a captain to be a leader, and, that, and that's what we preach here. It's an all-in, an all-in mantra on that.
0: Right, and you know my uh, my mantra is uh, whenever I do podcasts and we have coaches on, so often it's not a, just about a couple of kids. We try to get as many names in. Right. So let's let's kind of hit that up. Those guys that you sure. you know maybe a sophomore, maybe a junior that you just expect uh, some things out of.
1: Yeah, uh, our quarterback this year, Joey Kriegbaum. Uh, he's doing some good things right now uh, in camp. He'd be a first-year starter. He, he's looked great so far. And we have a bunch of uh, underclassmen, uh, a lot of juniors and sophomores, running backs. Uh, we have uh, Jordan Camacho, Adrian Nino, and Joey Alvarado. Those three have looked good so far in camp, and they all have um, a little bit of RC experience from last year. Receivers, uh, we have uh, Will Camacho, Gilbert, Mer- uh, Gilbert Medina, uh, again, Jake Pinkerton, my son's in that mix. So we have a bunch of kids right now that are, are tremendous athletes. It's in that, that four, seven, or below group <laughs> that's <laughs> it's really going to anchor our speed. You now It's fun watching them get out there and, and play a little bit. The guy that's emerged uh, in, the, in the first three days here at receivers, Michael Perez, uh, he was with us last year, played corner. He's been great so far these three days, and I think he's about to earn himself at the starting position at receiver. So he, he's doing some good things up front. Andrew Gallardo is back. He started for us last year. Uh, Fabian Asaguro, he's back. I, I mentioned Luis Suarez. He's there. And right now it looks like Frankie Silva is one our, our center position. Uh, he's been good and clean and, and practiced with the snaps. And we have size up front. We're big. Uh, we're going to move some people. So we're looking forward to uh, running the ball, you know, being able to throw it and just having a good balance there. Um So we're good, you know. We have a lot of kids, and you know the defensive side of things. I mentioned Pinkerton, but then we have Angel Nino, Adrian's brother. He started for us last year. Michael Perez is going to be over there, and then all those guys I mentioned: Gilbert Medina, Will Camacho. They're going to be all over uh, playing the secondary. And a guy, one of my favorite players, his name's Tito Zamoron. He's our fullback and H back. He's playing inside linebacker. He's the anchor of our offense. He's the key because we move him all around. Right now he's in the middle of the defense at linebacker, him and uh, Zaid Calderon. So we have two good inside linebackers, outside linebackers, Joey Alvarado. Uh, he'll, be playing out, he'll be playing out there with uh, Angel Fernandez. So we have some speed and experience coming back there. Then up front, like I mentioned, Edgar Dunya, on one side, and then Roger Shurtle. 6, you know, 62 uh, 215 on the other side coming off the edge. So I'm looking for big things from our defense this year. We're big, we're strong, we're going to blitz, we're going to be aggressive.
0: Got a lot of enthusiasm in that voice. That's good to hear.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> as, absolutely. As
0: we get 2019 off and rolling, Jason's trunk, He's going to write anchor down the blog that replaces the turnaround on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. And um, you know, one of the one of one of my favorite questions to ask, and and I think you know, sometimes people when they hear me ask, are like, oh, here we go. Dad's going to talk about their kid. But I've had so many coaches on since 2011 when we started this show. Uh, you know, coaching their kids, and you know, they they're always the touch. You know, they're toughest on their kid. But uh, I've been mm-hmm. I've been noticing on your Twitter account uh, that you and Mac did a, a lot of travel this year. I don't know where he got the speed from because I thought you were just, you know, short and slow. <laughs> but evidently, Mac, Mac's got some speed. So tell me a little bit about what you've done to kind of set yourself up to enjoy
1: his final year
0: with you on the gridiron.
1: Yeah, he, he's been my ball boy since 2011, you know, on the sidelines. So he, he's been there, you know, through and through with me. Uh, he's been a coach's kid from day one, you know, he's been on the football field since he's born, you know, and, and just watching him grow up the past couple of years has, has been a lot of fun, coaching him every day, seeing him every day and just the ride home after, after work, you know, that five minutes we get together to talk is it, it, something that's important to me. So it, it's gone by quick. I mean, really quick. I, I can't believe it. Uh, that we're here a senior year and it's come so fast. So I'm going to do nothing but enjoy it. Um, the, the great thing about Mac is again, coach's kid. It's a cliche, but it, it's just different. He gets it. We were watching the film yesterday from practice. He caught a ball and he ran 10 yards in the end zone. and He ran out of the back of the end zone. You know, he's always full speed, full throttle, never slows down. And, and that's, that's what you want as a coach. And he has the, the work ethic, the mentality. He's a leader. Um, I'm absolutely harder on him than the other kids, uh, but the difference is with me, I didn't raise my son to be daddy's next quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, my son could tell me, "Dad, I don't want to play football." Mm-hmm. In fact, after his freshman year, my wife and I sat down and talked and said, "Look, Mac, if you don't want to play football, tell us now. It's okay. You know, just go run track. You know, because it wasn't real physical as a freshman. <laughs> you
0: know, he's kind
1: of yeah, he was kind of feeling his way around. I'm like, Look, if you don't want to play football, don't. Find something you wanna do, focus on track. And he said, No, Dad, I wanna play football. I said, Okay. I said, Well this is what you need to do. You need to gain this amount of weight and get in the weight room and get after it. And then then you're gonna be a player. If you don't do it, you're not gonna play. <laughs> so he he went about it, he took my advice, he went about it and did it and and here we are. He's he's one of our playmakers. Um he's the fastest kid in this area, uh, track wise. Um, it looks like he's going to the Naval Academy for track. Um, Very cool. You know, so that's been fun. We, we visited the Naval Academy this summer with him. So we're working on the application process right now. He, he's just, he's a great kid. Um, and there's days I feel bad because I'm hard on him. But I remember, you know, my dad was hard on me. And, you know, I I'd, I'd thank him for that now. And, and one day Mac will as well. But I think the difference with me is, i like I'm hard on him. But he understands that he gets it because we talk. Um, you know and again it's really he wasn't raised to be my quarterback; he was raised to be whatever he wanted to be, mm-hmm. and I think that 's the difference with my son and, and other coaches' sons um i 'm not knocking anyone <laughs> i don't mean it that way. yeah, I just never put the football expectation on him if he wanted to play, it was up to him, and I think that's been important in his growth and development.
0: And he got Tracy's speed, obviously, not yours.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we'll wrap it up. I know you'll probably blog about the goals, but let's uh, give uh, people a yeah. sneak peek here. What, what are the boxes, A, you need to check in camp, and, and B, what are the goals?
1: You know, it's one, number one overall, I mean, you have to get through camp healthy, and you have to get the bodies right. So that, that's a focus, you know, staying healthy and getting through camp. Uh, we throw the ball a lot, a lot more than what they're used to. In the past three days, we've probably thrown – fifteen hundred passes. Wow. You know, in three days worth of worth a camp. Uh our running game's gonna be solid. You know, we need the the passing game to come along to come along with our screen game so we're balanced. Because if we want to get where we need to go, we, we can't be one dimensional. Uh we have to be able to run it and throw it. So that, that's a focus there. Uh you know, defensively we have to play tougher, we have to get better defensively. We have the speed to do that this year and we need to play aggressive. Overall, our goals it, it's simple every year no matter where I'm at. Um we want to win a district title. We want to win that. You know, qualify for the state playoffs. Win a district title. All right? Get to the playoffs and make a run. Win a playoff game, win the next playoff game, win the next playoff game, and keep advancing. Take it as far as you can go. And My ultimate goal in life, one of the reasons why I came to Texas, I want to win a state title.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that, that's what I want to win. That's what I want to do, and that's what we we'll work for here. Uh, people can say you're crazy. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, you're going to work, and you're going to get this done. Uh, so that, that's the goal every year. Um, win a district title, get the state playoffs, and keep advancing.
0: And that's what we plan on doing this year. Wish you nothing but success. People can follow along with uh, how you're doing against those goals on the blog Anchor Down. Best of luck in 2019, Strunky. Thanks, Jeff. Good talking to you. Remember, you can check out every blog from Strunky, whether it's the turnaround, going all the way back to 2012, or Anchor Down by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. That's going to do it for today. I'm Jeff Fisher, and this is the High School Football America Podcast.